Hey, welcome to Dictations. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there. I know I had a great day. I got to ride my bike with the family at the Creeper Trail. and um, Today we're going to talk a little bit about, we're going to continue our men's health series. And uh, we're going to talk about a sensitive subject with men. And I think one reason men are afraid to go to the doctor, the PSA and the prostate check. Um, as you know, all men over 40 should have, in my opinion, a prostate check uh, once a year and also a PSA. Um, the, the prostate's a weird gland. You know, it's located um, surrounding the urethra, so the only way you can really feel it is by doing a rectal exam. And when you do that, you can actually feel two out of the three lobes of the prostate. You're still missing what I call the dark side of the moon. You can't feel that, but it still needs to be done because you can get a good feel for how large the prostate is, um, if it has any nodules on it that may be suspicious. You know, through years of checking prostates, um, it just comes with experience. Um, and if you don't know what you're doing when you check a prostate, you, you shouldn't do it. You should send them to somebody who knows what to do. But in any event, it also gives you a chance to do a, a rectal exam where you could screen for rectal cancer, which is a bad, bad form of cancer. But in any event, it's a real easy exam to do, um, especially if you have long, skinny fingers like me. Um, but uh, it's a little uncomfortable. It's not painful. But I think a lot of men don't go to the doctor's office because they're afraid of getting this exam. And it really doesn't take you know five seconds really to do it if you know what you're doing. It's a very useful test in a lot of ways. And you know a lot of, a lot of people just defer to getting the PSA, um, which is not a great test. It's a useful test in some ways but certainly not a perfect test. I mean, through the course of my career, I've found guys with prostate cancer who had a PSA of one, and I've followed guys with a PSA of 18 that had no prostate cancer. Um, so you gotta take both and kind of combine them and, and use your judgment on following the, what I call the velocity of the PSA. You know, anything, typically we say, well, if your PSA is, under four you're okay but really what i look at more is the change in the velocity of the psa so if it was one last year and this year is three and a half you have to kind of perk your ears up a little bit and really dig after it just a little bit um now because there's a lot the psa is a really imperfect test um you know, it can be influenced by a lot of things. One, of course, is in the large prostate. Um, I know personally, I'm 65 years old, my PSA has been to five and a half. Now it's about two. So it can vary a lot. So there's a lot of things that can trick it. So don't get freaked out, number one, if you have a PSA of over four. It doesn't mean you have cancer. Um, and, you know, although a PSA of around the one or certainly less than one is reassuring, it should be, but it shouldn't be as a, a grand all that you won't get prostate cancer ever. Um, you know, what we're trying to detect in prostate cancer are those aggressive forms of prostate cancer. You know, once us men get around 90, we're all going to have prostate cancer. We're all going to die with it, not of it. So what you want to do is screen the people that 
you, you suspect may have an aggressive prostate cancer. So the PSA can be affected by a lot of things. One is if you have a inflammation or infection of your prostate, um, it can falsely elevate that PSA. Um, and so can other things like uh, recently having sex within a day or two when you get the PSA, it may affect it. So don't do that. Um, lifting heavy weights, maybe riding a bike could also, I think that's what calls mine, um, can falsely elevate it. So if you can, can possibly do it, come in uh, a couple days after having sex or uh, riding your bike or lifting heavy weights. Um, you know, prostate infections are, are fairly common too. A lot of times I'll see prostate infections and sometimes they're bacterial, sometimes they're not bacterial. I think more of the times they're really not. They're more inflammatory in nature. Another reason to keep all the inflammation out of your body through the other things we talk about, like what you eat, gut function, etc. Um, but uh, so the, the PSA, another thing that, that I do I'll look at the, if I have a PSA that's kind of marginal, I'm a little bit worried about it. You've got a normal prostate exam, um, but I'm not too worried. Sometimes I'll get a free PSA, and that is a, a measure. It's a, really a predictor of your chances of getting prostate cancer in your lifetime. Um, and the higher it is, the better off you are. So it's a free po prostate percentage. Um, so that's a, that's one thing I look at. There's also some, some newer things like the 4k score and a few things that are really prohibitively expensive for most people that may delineate whether, uh, it's just a, probably a better test to detect prostate cancer, but it's not widely used because it's so expensive and you've got to go to a research center to get it done. Although I've seen a, a couple guys for it and it was a little bit useful to me, but, um, so the, the thing that guys are worried about, they shouldn't worry about too much. It's an easy test. Follow your PSAs. It's not a great, perfect test, but it's still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's very useful in that velocity of what it does. Um, and, you know, the fear a lot of guys have is that, well, my PSA is 4.5 or 5, and you know, I'm going to be sent to a urologist. He's going to do a biopsy, which is probably true. Uh, a lot of the urologists are, because of the way they're trained, are, are, are going to do a biopsy. So a lot of times, um, which can carry its own risk in itself, like infection, et cetera. And plus, it's kind of a painful procedure, and um, it's not something you really want to get done, uh, but sometimes you have to. Um, but I, I like to get an MRI of the prostate. Um, you know, not a lot of MRI machines have the technology to do an MRI of your prostate. And, um, you know, so they, it's hard, like in Sullivan County or, or around here in East Tennessee, I have to send the people either to Chattanooga, Atlanta, or now UT Hospital, I think, does have the technology for it. Um, and there's, a, there's a few guys in the country um, that do that will do an MRI directed biopsy if we're real suspicious. In other words, you get the MRI, and if this expert who all all he does he or she is uh, prostate radiologic examinations, that they can pretty much tell if you've got a prostate cancer. Then while you're in the MRI machine, they can biopsy that with a fine 
needle, which is a lot means a lot thinner, a lot sharper, less painful, um, with maybe two sticks rather than the 12 to 16 larger core biopsy truss needles that the most urologists use. And again, that's not to down urologists. That's the way they're trained. And, um, you know, they're, they're good at detecting prostate cancer with that usually, but, um, it's a pretty invasive procedure. So if there's something better, my idea about it is that in the future, we're going to be doing a lot more of these MRI directed biopsies. Uh, there is also an ultrasound guided biopsies, which a lot of urologists will use. And certainly that's better than the blind biopsies. So there's a lot of advancement in this area, but, um, so, you know, you really, and even if you do have prostate cancer, a lot of it depends on, um, what the score is. We have a thing called a Gleason score and basically it's a measurement of how aggressive that prostate cancer is. Um, if you have a Gleason of six, which is defined as prostate cancer, it may not even really be a prostate cancer. So you can just observe that and do nothing. You know, if it gets to be a, a Gleason of eight, nine, certainly you want to get more aggressive and look at your treatment options, which are, are several for that. So I see a lot of people that come to me for a kind of an unbiased opinion on what to do with their known prostate cancers, whether to observe it, whether to get robotic prostatectomy, um, traditional prostatectomy, proton therapy, brachytherapy, radiation seed implants. There's a lot of options, and it's something that really requires some thought and discussion. A lot of it depends on your age and your Gleason score, the size of your prostate, etc. But, um, you know, as men get older, they start having a problem urinating. So, and that's directly related usually to the size of their prostate. So that's another reason to evaluate the prostate with a prostate exam. Um, so this, this is important stuff, guys. Don't be scared of the prostate. You know, just take it as something that you need to you need to look at because prostate cancer, you know, kills about 30 to 33,000 men a year, American men. So you need to take it seriously. But I found, too, that you shouldn't freak out about it. It's not something to fear and to just to forget about. I think that's one reason men don't come to the doctor as frequently as women. Men are more macho. They try to just ignore a lot of things. And compared to women, women are certainly more proactive with their health. So in the month of June, Men's Health Month, we want to educate men on coming to the doctor, screening, you know, do a Cleveland heart panel, do a CT calcium, uh, check your prostate. You know, do those things where we can prevent something from happening to you and, and give you some good advice on taking care of your health as you age. So um, I hope this is, you know, very useful for you in talking about prostates and PSAs and coming to the doctor. So don't fear your prostate. Um, uh, certainly you want, you want your prostate to stay healthy. And there's a lot of ways to, to keep it staying healthy, like zinc and boron. And, and there's some, some, even some herbal stuff you can take to help uh, BPH, benign prostatic hypertrophy. And uh, in other words, when you can't go to the bathroom very easily. So you can take care of your prostate and prevent things, certainly. Even your diet, I think, can prevent prostate cancer. So um, I hope this helps you, educates you a little bit on the prostate and PSA and the various things you need to think about. So I hope you have a great Father's Day, everybody, and uh, come see us at Performance Medicine.
Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.